Welcome to the Golden Child Podcast, uh, the podcast to help you to reconnect with your inner child to live the life you truly desire. And here's the awesome intro that I love. Welcome back, guys. Uh, thank you so much uh, for tuning in. Today, we have a fantastic guest from the United States, Shab Noman Kamal. Thank you so much for coming to the Golden Child Podcast. Thank you, Enrico. Thanks you for inviting me to your podcast. Um, it's a blessing to be here to talk to your audience. That's fantastic. Uh, Shab. So actually, I'm going to call you Shab Naman because it's a beautiful, beautiful name. And I know there are a few people in the States that are actually calling you that. I'm going <laughs> to uh, call you uh, in your full version of your name. Why don't you introduce yourself to our audience? Tell you, you can share who you are, what you're doing, where you're from, your history, background and studies. Oh. Really, it's, it's showtime. Sure. Um, let me tell you a little bit about myself. Um, well, my name is Shabnam, which means morning dew, but some people know me by Shab. Um, I was born in Iran and left the country, unfortunately, before the revolution um, at age 12. And we went to Europe. We stayed there for you know several years, and then we came to United States. Um, and that's where my, I think my journey started as a teenager in US. Um, you know, I come from a very diverse background. Um, I, um, my mom's side is Jewish and Muslim and my dad's side was Muslim. We had a lot of interracial uh, marriages in the family. So I wanna say that from the beginning, religion was, always in the background and I've been exposed to so many different types of belief system. Um, but one thing that I've learned from my family is to see everyone the same way. No one is more superior than the other person because of their belief system. And um, I carried that on with my girls, with my daughters. And I believe that. So um, so in Iran, I learned about Islam. Then I went to Europe in France. I went to a Catholic school in um, in Euro in U.S. in Los Angeles. I was exposed to my uh, Jewish mom's side of family. So okay. yeah, and then when I became an adult and I decided I'm going to go after spirituality and find out what I want to know and what I want to believe, I ended up um, in an Ayurvedic ashram, an Indian ashram where they practiced um, Hinduism. And wow. that was very different for me, very different. So I had a conflict in my head with all the stuff that I had learned and Hinduism is all about nature, it's about going inward, learning about yourself, the higher self, um, and self-realization. So I've had 
I want to say wonderful journey to get to know myself. Um, okay. And here I am talking to you about it. So yeah, a little, little summary of where I've been and um, where how I am did, now. How did you manage with uh, the conflict of cultures? I mean, uh, you're coming from a Muslim country, but you grew up in a uh, Jewish environment and then you got exposed into an Hinduist uh, environment. So how did you manage this cultural shock? Well, you know what? My parents were not uh, religious at all. They were not religious, okay. but they believed to respect all religions. I see. Okay. And that's how my parents got along. You know what I mean? I mean, that's a big conflict when you are married to a Jewish person or a Muslim yeah. in the Middle East. So, so they learned to coexist with respect and um, knowing that no one, there's not only one way. There are different ways to get closer to God, you know, have a I belief agree. system. So, um, so the cultural, I want to say, you know, Iran in the past, uh, before the revolution was very westernized. A lot, we were very much a lot. influenced by Europe, right? And my parents um, did their studies in France. So they were very westernized too. So for me, I want to say culturally, the transition was not a big shock, okay? But of course, you know, everywhere you go, I'm coming from a Catholic school in France, coming to a, a private, not private, actually, it was a, um, um, a public high school in LA. That was a little, that was a little different for me because you are very free in high school here mm -hmm. you had more restriction in in you know with nuns in in a catholic school so that was a little different um learning about bible was a little different for me um but i learned and i tried to understand at age you know 13 14 tried to yeah. make you know make sense and then in adulthood coming into hinduism um, was also, I felt like I was expanding my mind. Whatever yeah. I learned, like, wow, there's more to this. So let me ask you this, yeah. uh, because this is what happened to me. Uh, what was missing, and, uh, let's put, put it into brackets, mi missing in the culture or in the environment that you had that you found in the uh, spirituality, like Hinduism, spirituality, and Ayurveda. What was missing? Yeah, what was missing? You know, uh, what, talk, what was missing for me? Yeah, what was missing? Like for me, for example, like uh, when I was looking for a mentor, I I used a quote coming from Islam that says, uh, "Seeking knowledge, even if it means even if it means going to China." Yeah, but that means yeah. that the environment where I was living was not giving me the nourishment that I needed in order to grow. So what was I would say missing is not maybe the right word, but maybe I don't know. You can tell me. Um, 
maybe this sounds kind of um, made up. Yeah. But the truth was that, you know, since I was very young, I was, I always felt very close to God. Nice. You know, I would pretend to pray, you know, the Muslim prayers um, just to get good grades <laughs> and pass my exam. And uh, I would pray for things that I wanted. But I didn't know what I was doing when I was little, right? But I always remember having this conversation, whether it was my guide, my my guides or my God, I don't know. I was having this intimate relationship with some sort of outside of myself, um, which kept me calm. When I went to Catholic school, what I loved about um, the school, and it was a... Um, what we call in French pension, it's um, <laughs> boarding school, right? So I had to stay there. I would stay there the whole week and then end of the, you know, like the weekend, I would go back to Paris. It was outside of Paris. So they had a chapel and every night I would go to the chapel and mm. pray, and just sit in that calmness. I got goosebumps. Um, nice. And just sit there and talk and just find that peacefulness that I had back home, but with only talking with my God. So when I came to U.S., I missed that. Yeah. Here, you cannot find churches that are open all the time. In Europe, no, you can no. churches all the time, right? Yeah. So even when we were living in France, I would go to the church that was like walking distance to our uh, place and find that serenity. I was looking for that. I missed it. I didn't have that when I went to high school. And I said that in my book that I was looking for that peace that was holding me. So I think Hinduism brought that back to me because I started connecting with my intuition, with my inner wisdom, with my higher self. And that's where I really connected with myself. Kind of like I would say that Hinduism was a bridge builder yes. between uh, you and the inner uh, um, uh, world. In Sufism, there is a word which is, I think, batting and zahir, which is what is what can be seen and what is inside. And uh, I would say that Hinduism can can be really a good bridge builder, really to connect uh, ourselves with spirituality and get deeper, you know, to the root of things and really understand who we are and really develop intuition. Intuition is a it's a nice word. It's something that I've been developing uh, a lot quite recently. And I think it's an, a fantastic tool to live a really, really happy and healthy life. And you mentioned something which is very connected to uh, intuition and also with talking, which is your book, which is a book regarding uh, how to build healthy habits and how to uh, create healthy spiritual journaling please mm -hmm. do share more about this fantastic book that you wrote 
For sure, for sure. Um, before I get into that, I wanted to say also what I noticed with spirituality versus religion that I yeah. was exposed to at the beginning of my life was that I always thought God is outside of me. You know, he is like in the clouds and he's watching me. But spirituality helped me understand that I have the attributes of the God that I'm worshiping and the God that is inside of me. Um, however, I see it because it's different for everyone, you know? Indeed, indeed. So in my book, um, which is called Unlock, Unlock the Hidden Power of Spiritual Journaling, um, that, you know, I try to talk about the communication that you can have uh, with your higher self. Nice. You know, whether you uh, are tapping into your intuition and you're writing about something and you're asking questions, your, your intuition will tell you what it is and it comes on the page. Um, at one point, I felt that I was getting messages, you know, either in thoughts, thought form or um, I was writing really fast like an automatic writing. Okay, I see. And I realized that after a while, because my writing was so terrible, my handwriting, and I, because I was going so fast, because messages were like, kind of like downloading so fast, I had to write really fast. And sometimes I would ask a question and the answer was not even related to that, but it was the answer that I needed to know, <laughs> the guidance that I needed to know at that moment and that's what i talk about in my book how you can journal by um, being authentic to yourself being honest to yourself uh, with of course the the behind the scene work which is what we call sadhana which is your spirituality your meditation your asanas your you know yoga poses that is helping your physical body uh your pranayama that calms the mind down so there are there's some work to do plus journaling so that's what the book is about it's it's a simple fun book to read and be guided when did you start doing spiritual journaling and why did you start doing it um i I was diagnosed with an autoimmune disease in 2004, which was a huge shock for me. Um, I was a healthcare professional myself, working in hospitals. I was fit, eating well. I, I thought that I was doing everything right. Mm -hmm. And I looked good, right? From outside, I looked good. I felt like, okay, this is how it's supposed to be. When I'm healthy, this is how I, I'm supposed to look. Well, before I knew, I started having some symptoms of, you know, someone who has really bad asthma, and I had shortness of breath, fatigue, okay. and it took a while. It took months of going from one doctor to another to get diagnosed with this rare autoimmune disease called sarcoidosis. 
And by the time I was diagnosed, it was stage four. So, yeah, so you can just imagine the shock that, okay, what do I do? What, what is this first of all, and what am I supposed to do? Um, so I, the doctors told me that they cannot do anything. There's no remedy, but steroids, um, (laughs) for the rest of my life. Yeah. For the rest of my life. And that was something that the voice inside of me kept saying, Nope, there are other ways. Nope. Just let go of that idea. And I began my journey of looking for answers. And amazingly, the first thing was, who am I? What am I doing? Is this work that I'm doing the right work for me? And I went, I dove inside by going into a local spiritual um, center. I religiously would go to the sermons, meditations. And they were all about, um, their lineage was Paramahansa Yogananda. Okay. So it was Kriya Yoga and they brought a rabbi, they brought a Muslim uh, imam. Every week I was exposed to- A different truth. Different truth, exactly. But we were all saying the same thing. Yeah. And, um, but I had my, my questions. I would go home and ask, look, so how do I do this? How do, how do I get healthier or what can I do? So I would ask questions and after questions. So I want to say maybe a few months after writing every day and downloading everything that I had in my head on in my journal that I started having that experience automatic writing which answers keep coming to me and that was an amazing amazing way of calming my anxiety putting me at ease that everything is going to be okay you're protected just relax I like it it. because I like it because you started basic alone and uh, it's truly amazing and remarkable but again, mm-hmm. I think there is wisdom inside our mind and body that even though we don't have the awareness, it kind of pops out that for you as being journaling, it's something that I've been doing for many years and truly helped me, you know, could cope with stress and anxieties and previous trauma. And when you learn to verbalize this, amazing powers, I would say, and uh, intuition, intuition is the right word. Yeah guide you towards the right direction actually you know uh through journaling you can learn so much about yourself who you are where you want to go who do who you want to connect uh, what resonates with you what doesn't resonate with you and uh it's a free tool it's a free tool and something that we have deep inside and uh, a lot of people they are spending thousands of dollars in medication and uh going to a psychologist which is nothing wrong there is nothing wrong in that it's important to have your own doctor it's important to have your own uh uh, psychologist which i think there is value someone you can talk to but you know who is the best doctor you can have in your life you yeah 
you're your, your best doctor. There's nobody, I mean, nobody who knows yourself better than you. Absolutely. Absolutely. You can go to a doctor and take a story to a doctor and that doctor will go from your story and give you medication and <laughs> diagnose you from that, right? Yeah. And a lot of people do that with psychologists. But you, when you know yourself, I mean, you. I always say you can lie to everyone, but you cannot lie to yourself. That's nice. <laughs> when you are alone with yourself, you know the truth. And that's where journaling comes because I, I call my journal my best friend, my confidant, because um, there's no judgment. You write and you tell your friend something that you cannot share with other people. Yeah. But journal accepts it without giving you an answer or an attitude, right? Yeah. It's a good bridge. It's a good help. It's a good tool to have to get to know yourself. And I've had experiences that sometimes something that I would write and I would look at it like, wow, where did this one come from? Yeah. This was an issue maybe 10 years ago. Why is it coming up to surface now? Mm -hmm. But you pull from places that you didn't think that you've been hiding secrets or emotions or you suppressed things that you didn't know you did it subconsciously so our mind I, is like it's like the sea and you know sometimes just things that are you know under the surface that just pop up pops out and then there is something very yeah. deep even in the muddy water and when you get through the mud, uh, it's everything but pleasant. But after the discomfort, because mm -hmm. remember, law of impermanence is very important to know. Okay? Yes. Nothing is eternal. And through that, even the most excruciating pain, experience and trauma yeah. cannot withhold forever because yeah. it's not permanent it's not and um i think that's yeah i i want to say my journal was my doctor because my doctors were gone they were out of picture yeah. it was me myself journal and my sadhanas my practices so i had no other choice the other thing that i really liked about the practice of journaling was that i started um trusting my intuition and how did I know that it's my intuition or my thoughts thoughts come in and you think logically which is a normal thing for yeah. our brain but intuition gives you a different sense of being mm -hmm. me was that calmness that peacefulness that I felt and I knew that this message was from my um my intuition because thoughts can have fears also Indeed. when when your brain tells you no 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 you're not supposed to do this you know right away that it's my brain talking but 
when something tells you go forward everything is going to be okay that's the intuition that tells you uh, you remember that when i told you that for me intuition is i see everything like uh, everything is in 1080 and then the intuition the right corner is in 4k it's kind of like more sparking some way i don't know you just follow it uh some people are more visual some people are kinesthetics some people are just auditory yeah you just gotta feel it and leave it and just go with the flow and it's so hard because we are we are living in our head too mm -hmm. much yes yeah we just have to learn how to trust and don't be so much in the head, which is very logical, mm. and tap into your heart and all yeah. will be okay because this heart knows you. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. yeah. For example, let's play a game, a game of intuition right now because we are both intuitive uh, people. For example, you chose this beautiful background that you have and behind you there is a plant. So it makes, you, it makes me think that you love plants, that you have a deep spiritual connection with, not, not just with the plants, but the roots, and actually caring for the plants and makes it grow you know, into something bigger than you and yourself. Am I right? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I love I love nature. I love plants. Um, they 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 bring a type of peacefulness around us, yeah. and they you know, and nature gives us that energy that we need. You know, whenever I find myself too anxious or upset about something, I always go for a walk, and I don't take my you know my headset. You know, no music. I don't go with anyone. I just pay attention to all the nature around me yeah they like the tree uh, reminds me that hey everything is the way it's supposed to be mm -hmm. looking i'm green today but tomorrow i can be brown and nobody says why is this happening right exactly it's going with the flow of nature and that's what i learned from ayurveda that's what i learned from um hinduism that you just go with the flow of nature and accept. Let's connect intuition, flow, and authenticity, which is basically the core of this podcast. Yeah. People are struggling to find authentic people, not just with mentorship, teachers, and etc. I would mm -hmm. say authenticity in everything, in a business, in a relationship, uh, uh not just friendship, also loving relationship. It's really hard to find people that are truly authentic because if you if you are not proud, you don't you're not really connected with yourself and who you are. You yes. show basically a facade of who you are to yeah. towards other people. It's so hard for uh, and uh, how do you develop authenticity according to your experience? How That's do you suggest a, people to cultivate a, a deeper experience with authenticity? That's a beautiful question. Um, that has been my, um, I think my intuition has been my compass to find a holistic doctor. 
a Reiki master. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very careful who I go to. Yeah. And um, I meet them. And if the energy, my energy and their energy is not in sync, or I feel like, mm, no, yeah. I'm not at peace with this person, there's a red flag. I will not continue the consultation or I would just not not go forward with that um i you know i'm i'm right now especially since i have moved to san uh, san diego i've been blessed to be in a very uh, beautiful spiritual community and i'm around so many healers as human beings we all have issues we all have our challenges indeed we cannot we cannot um judge others because they have issues but they're doing healing work no that's not how you want to to find the right person for you but you know you always have to think about when what you preach you have to practice it too when I see some of the healers that are around me and they're my friends there are people that I've known they come to yoga classes they're practicing their yoga they're there for meditation they're there for sound healing and sometimes we go to the ocean together in the evening and I see them being one with the sands and, you know, with the sand and uh, the, just the beach, the nature. I know that that person is a true healer. Yeah. So observing people and looking at how they live, what is their lifestyle? If you see someone at the bar the night before mm-hmm. and they come to the meditation in the morning, which I don't know. This is a very <laughs> a big conflict for me. Yeah, there's a big incoherence. Um, I see that. It though. doesn't go together. No, and no. We we're all want to enjoy good stuff in life, but everything in moderation. Everything needs to be in balance. I would say find people that have balanced life, and they're honest. And you will see their honesty with your own intuition. What made you trust me to join us, to join me in the Golden Child podcast? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Come on. I, um, well, I watched some of your old, you know, work. Mm-hmm. Um, well, just to see how your interview. So I kind of learned how you're, you know, how I need to be. But um, I loved how comfortable you are you're very grounded mm-hmm. you love what you do and your intention behind your work is very authentic you're not pretending to be someone that you're not no. so so when i when we when we first met and talked from the get-go i knew that what i see it's what i'm gonna get so My intuition said, go for it, you know, very peaceful. And I felt comfortable. Yeah, for me too. Uh, one of the things, of course, uh, 
I'm uh, I'm extremely biased because I love your culture so much. I only oh, met the Iranian people. They're super super nice. So that thank was you. definitely a fair point. Uh, also, you, you know, you work with Dr. Richard with Michelle. So also that was another point. But I also look every time at the energy, even though we are so distant, you know, miles and miles apart. I I could immediately, you know, felt. I immediately felt a nice vibe, a nice energy. Mm -hmm. And we talked for more than an hour, you know, about our opinions uh, between religions. So and I immediately seen a very open-minded woman. Uh, and I said, okay, that's definitely Golden Child podcast material. <laughs> Thank you. And, you know, um, the view, the point of view of a spiritual person um, I have learned how it is. Um, well, I have it and I've seen other people around me too. And you have that too. Just the fact that you notice the plant and um, you learned about my, the, the meaning of my name and you put it in the title. Um, seeing details of, of life, the small beauty that we have in life and recognize them it's an attitude that I call gratitude attitude, right? Because we don't have to have a big picture to say, wow, this is fantastic. No, a little tiny thing makes me so joyful. Yeah. And I know that I'm appreciating this little thing. So I saw that in you and I, I thank you for that. And I thank you really, and uh, for the trust uh, coming to the Golden Show podcast. It, was, it it is really, really nice what we have been saying so far, and I would like to delve uh, a little bit deeper on a topic, uh, which is so important for me, uh, which is connected to authenticity, which is the value of uh, courses, uh, diplomas, and certificates nowadays. Uh, we talk about uh, that um last week and also i talked with uh uh dr j michelle and also with jill oxtern which was a former student of uh, dr uh, richard and uh, we noticed a very disturbing pattern people there are uh, basically giving certification in a week for anything whether you want to become a yoga teacher, whether you want to become a Ayurvedic uh, healer, um, anything, I mean anything. And this is causing a lot, I would say, of uh, uh, uncertainty towards people because they don't know how to basically judge what is right, what is wrong. Yeah. Is this guy legit? Does he know what he's talking about or not? Or is he just diplomas and stuff there is so much inflation there is a big inflation of any kind of diploma starting from the uh basically degrees up to non-degrees these diplomas yeah. and i would like to hear your opinion on the matter and how actually to what yeah. limit do we actually need diplomas because for centuries we didn't have that. People were just curious. People were just, just uh, I would say, more focused. They wanted to learn something. They went to an ashram. They wanted to master something. 
They yeah. went to the best teachers in town. They wanted to learn something. They bought a book. And right now, no. It's mindless consumption of courses and platforms that basic, and you can get basically everything for free. But they, they don't have the free stuff, the external gratification that most of the people need nowadays. Um, I hear you. And I think that is an issue that we have. And I've seen it. I've only lived in California. So I know that in California, you have to have a license certification for anything that you do. So not having that piece of paper becomes an issue. Um, even working as an Ayurvedic practitioner, even though that I studied for three years in a college of Ayurveda, it's not licensed yet. It's just a certification. Yeah. Um, you have to show that, you know, it's, it's, it's just a formality sometimes. But I always look at these courses, even if it's like two hours, three hours online, in person, however it is, as tools. Yeah. And I always recommend to people that come to me and say, so should I become an Ayurvedic practitioner? Should I become a Reiki master? What do you think? I always tell them, these are tools that you learn. And after learning that, you have to practice. You have to become yeah. an Ayurvedic practitioner, someone who lives Ayurvedically with the guidelines, you know, based on the Ayurvedic principles. If you're a Reiki master, you have to do so much cleansing and work on yourself to stay authentic. Indeed. Right? To stay authentic so you can work on people so it becomes it's it becomes very difficult to find the the, the pearl between all the you know in the muddy in the muddy yeah, uh, that's water. the point it's people really are confused difficult. they don't know who to trust i think that's a big yeah. issue and you know what else it brings and i've gone through it to myself i want to be honest about it mm -hmm. Um, it's feeling I don't know enough. Yeah, man. That, Fair oh enough. I yeah. was culprit, but quite yeah. recently, until quite recently, then I started doing a specific movement uh, against the mindless consumption of courses because it was destroying me. It was yeah. leaving me with a, a feeling of inadequacy that I was never enough, that I was always late, and I the from the gut because it wasn't true yeah exactly exactly so that feeling of not being enough not knowing enough takes our confidence so yeah. what happens it takes years and years that we have the tools we have a toolbox full of to full of tools and we just have to choose one that really resonates to us yeah. and practice it and practice it and know that that is the right way to go and master that route and be okay and not worry about other courses coming, you know, bombarding. Because us. it never ends. That's the it point. Never, it never ends. 
but it's consumption. It's we are in a society that look, we go to the store, I go to to the mall and without without needing anything and when I go to a store I feel like oh my god I need this shirt I need the, these pants it's just a feeling because there's so much inventory in front of me that I feel like I need to make a choice here yeah. that's what they're telling us it's the culture but we need to really you have know, a balance there's a beautiful book by Joe Dispenza to be and uh Something I really like what he says is that to become greater than the environment. And I believe mm -hmm. that becoming greater than the environment means, and I think uh, for me, becoming greater than the environment is relying on the power of choice. So for example, I go to the bookstore and I can spend whatever I want. And my dharma is I get one. I go to the place where I need to buy some clothes. I can buy even the most expensive one, but I'm going to buy just one. I go to, I don't know, let's just say I'm going to a seminar. There are five seminars and I'm going to buy just one. So you see that it gives you power of focus in a very unfocused world. Absolutely. Um, I was working with... Um... A friend of mine years ago and she said something that was her ritual with clothes and um i started after i learned what she was doing i started doing the same thing so she said every time i go to the store and i find a shirt that i like i buy the shirt but when i come home i look in my closet and donate one old shirt to someone else that's so nice replace beautiful I, I do the same thing this way you don't end up hoarding so much stuff in your space which yeah. is not good for your mind you need it's not space. healthy it's not oh, healthy no it's not it's not we have enough we have yeah. enough we know enough we have to trust ourselves and trust our intuition that you, you know, know what i noticed Yeah. I notice about this consumption when we move from single purchase to subscription. Oh, yeah. You remember once when you wanted something, you bought a DVD or anything like that. It was a single buy and that's it. When we introduced subscription in anything, whether it was the gym, whether it was, I don't know, um television or tv show netflix amazon or whatever when we introduce a, a a system based on subscription it never ends because there's limitless choices but guess what even the richest people in the world they have 24 hours they sleep six to say uh, six to eight hours they have limited time even them so We're giving people actually products that they have. To be frank, yeah. yes, people say, I'll give you value. No, I think you're giving me a lot of confusion because there's no <laughs> way I'm going to consume them. It's like, I don't know, hey, let's have a piece of cake. Oh, you know what? Even better, I'm going to give you a subscription. You can come to my store and kick and eat all the cakes that you want for an entire month. Yeah, yeah. Gosh, 
Yeah, we have made it easier and easier to shop. Look at Amazon. Yeah. Look how easy it is to go and click and your credit card is there. You don't have to worry about it. That the same psychology went for um, using credit cards instead of cash. Yeah. I remember when I had cash, I would think twice about spending so much. Hallelujah. Okay. Oh, <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah, this is $40. I'm not sure. But plastic, $40, no problem. Go ahead. Charge yeah. it. It's I how the mind works. <laughs> if you know Sadhguru, I know one of his uh, quotes, which, which is one of my favorites. The mind only knows addition and mul multiplication. Okay, it doesn't operate on subtraction and division. Not <laughs> at all. So That's that means uh, um, that if I want to buy something, uh, and this is quite recently I've been doing this, I ask myself, if I buy this, what is that my mind will crave after that? <laughs> I love that. I love that. Yeah, it's endless, right? It's endless. It's endless, yeah. Yeah, if it's not one thing, it's another. Absolutely. I had an addiction with books. So mm -hmm. I'm going to share something that I do. So I'm a big audible consumer. So I like audiobooks a lot so and before i continue please tell me that your beautiful book is on audible because i would love to hear it it is it is oh I, my goodness awesome I'm, I'm gonna check but um i believe it is i'm gonna check i'm gonna check okay i'm yeah. super excited <laughs> i'm super excited because i listen to audiobooks a lot all the time okay okay Buy, don't buy the subscription because when I buy the subscription, I got thousands, millions choices that I will never have. So what yeah. I do, I go to my closest friends and I say, listen, do you have an Audible account? Yes. Well, can I use your free credit? And so I can choose one. Book. Yes. <laughs> One book. I got one shot in my gun. I can only get what I'm sure is going to give me what I'm looking for. Not ten, just one. So you, so by, you know what you're doing. You're putting boundaries for yourself. Yeah. You're learning to say no to yourself. Yeah. That's and that's amazing. A lot of people think I'm like crazy that I'm putting myself like in isolation and everyone is buying. <laughs> you don't buy anything. That's not true. I value yeah. the things that I value important. Okay. You're balancing, I, you're balancing your consumption. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. I come from a family which we, we had everything. Okay. Maybe even yeah. too much. Yeah. Okay. And that made me appreciate the value of simplicity. That doesn't mean I don't have big goals. I have big, bold goals, and I love that. Yeah. But they have to be sustainable. Yeah. Because it doesn't matter how much you gain. Because if, if you're towards consuming and consuming, trust yeah. me, no matter how much you gain, it will never end. Look at, at Johnny Depp. Look at Johnny Depp. Jesus. Yeah. He had huge economical debts. And no matter how many millions he made with, you know, movies and everything, and uh, 
it was never enough because it was always Thursday. And trust me, you can even make trillions that if you are a thirsty guy, trust me, even yeah. quadrillions won't be enough for your first. Absolutely. So knowledge is the same way, I believe. Yeah. So when you have learned so much and you feel, well, I want to, there are times that I, I want to say that, you know, I get into that mode to that I want to learn something new or I want to learn more about a subject. Well, I listen to that thirst or that oh. hunger. I try to feed it. But other times I feel kind of saturated with the knowledge that I need for certain things and yeah. try to contain it. You know, I tell myself like, no, this is it. That's it. No more classes, no more degrees, no, no more um, as you say, subscriptions, no more. I bring that balance into, into my life. You have to, if not, this, this type of culture can gobble you, you know, just can. It's very toxic. Yeah. So yeah. I'm reading this book. I want to show to our audience. Okay. It's in Italian. The okay. teachings of Buddha. Oh. Right? Okay. And, uh, it said something very nice. I want to share this story. And it got me thinking. Okay. So there were a couple of um, um, students. They went to the Buddha and then uh, for, you know, for guidance. And then he says, uh, how many, um, um, yeah, how many leaves do I have in my, uh, in my, in my hand? Okay. And then they, they're counting the leaves. Okay. And then there is a forest over there. Okay. Uh, how many leaves there are there? Ah, we don't know that. Okay. Uh, so let's talk about wisdom, he says. Okay. So the wisdom, and then he says, the wisdom that I have in my hand is greater than the wisdom that you can find in the forest. And I said, but Buddha, that's impossible. Look how many trees there, there are over there. And look at how many, you know, leaves you have in your hand is not possible and and he says there are enough he says there are enough because uh, you don't need the entire forest to find nirvana <laughs> i love that okay as i know i probably messed up the story a little bit oh. okay that's me that's being authentic i'm not perfect <laughs> anyway but what i like about the story okay. says that uh you don't need to kill yourself with existential questions that will actually lead you to pain. And I agree 60% of that because mm -hmm. there are things that I value that the Buddha doesn't value that for me are important, for him they're not. But he mm -hmm. says also that you need to think with your own head, rely on your own intuition, find your own internal teacher, which for me is the golden child. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. That's a, that's, that's a beautiful story. And I am, I'm getting to that point. I'm at, a, at my, at an age that um, the age is telling me enough is enough. Don't look beyond this. You know, you have arrived, you know, enough, just practice it. And, you know, there is a knowledge that comes with experience, with practicing. You know that 
in yoga, when you are, when you learn, you go through the YTT, which is the teacher training, and then right. you come out, you feel like you, you think you know a lot, but then once you start practicing yourself in each asana, it's different. The methods, you know, going from vinyasa to a hatha yoga, it's different. And yeah. teaching, it's another different platform, right? That's another experience. So we have to allow ourselves to experience what we know now and share it with others. So enough is enough. <laughs> I want to share something with you. It's, sure. uh, it's coming from a book. It's called The Building a Second Brain. So basically is a guy that is helping people how to be more productive and how to store basically information using, you know, uh, cloud storage or different, you know, softwares or, you know, productivity acts that you can, you know, basically help your brain to remember better things. Okay. Mm -hmm. I used to do it a lot when I was in university drive, you got the folder, blah, 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 and everything. I don't do it anymore because I found a new system, which works for me. And uh, I think the system is this, what if we use our body? As a cis of as the second brain, what do you mean? Let me give you an example. So when you're teaching asana or anything like that, you kind of need to remember: uh, the hip uh, goes like that, uh, external rotation, internal rotation, blah blah blah, and everything. And then you need to remember that these are the cues that they're teaching you. Well, guess what? If you learn to feel your body, you don't really need to remember that. You just need to feel your body and then you basically read the script. That's it. Oh <laughs> that, my that's God. what I do. That is so beautiful. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Absolutely. So true. Yeah. It happened to me. It happened to me. Uh, there was a posture. I say, hey, I feel this. I say, okay, let me see. In my personal book, what is that? So I try to posture. I say, okay, guys, when you're doing this, engage this, relax this, try to feel from blah, blah, blah. It was like having my own guide, guidance, you know, like my, my personal guide, my personal cloud storage is always with me. And guess what? <laughs> I don't have to pay subscription for that. No. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I love that. No more subscriptions. Yeah. No, no it's yours. We have to use all the tools that we have and um, and just tap into it. And more comes out, more yeah. comes out because we have learned so much and we know, yeah. we know what we're doing. So, yeah. Final Be question of the Golden Tool Podcast for you. My yeah. favorite one. What, uh, imagine that uh, the inner child is standing beside mm -hmm. you your inner child, what are you going to say to her? And uh, what does she say to you? Oh, my God. Um, to my inner child, I would say express yourself without fear um, and just be yourself. Don't change yourself for others just to fit in. Yeah. And the other question was, what would she say to me? She would say to me, um, 
this is this is a message that I get all the time. So I want to use that. It's enjoy this life, be present, be in the moment. Yeah. Powerful. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. That was very, very nice. It's actually my favorite question. I always like, oh, let's get to the last one. I want to see them. what they say. Uh, I'm, yeah, I want to do like a big collage with all the guys that I had, uh, what what everyone said from... Oh my God. <laughs> I, I love that. Yeah, I want to do it because it's so important. And uh, I think uh, it gives people, I will say, a good taste of what authenticity Already is. So thank you so much, uh, Shabnam, for coming to the Golden Show podcast. It was truly a blessing. Thank I'm going to thank you in all the ways that I know how to thank in person, starting from the most difficult, which is Sepos Kozoram. <laughs> and also, then uh, there is well. Mercy, Helimam Nunan, Tashakor. Yes, we use we we use the uh, shorter one, which is Mercy. Yeah, same as friends. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in to this fantastic episode, uh, which was truly, truly inspiring. So, guys, consume something that makes your day, and trust me, this episode will make your day. Thank you so much for tuning in. Have a beautiful day. Namaste.